It's Sunday, January 14th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. China's least preferred candidate won Taiwan's presidential vote on Saturday, extending the dominance of a ruling party that Beijing has denounced as a separatist force and raising the specter of four more years of geopolitical tensions around the island democracy. Taiwanese Vice President Lai Ching-te claimed 40% of the vote in a rare and volatile three-way race, beating out second-place finisher Hua Yu-i of the Kuomintang or Nationalist Party by nearly seven percentage points. The result gives the ruling Democratic Progressive Party an unprecedented third straight term in the presidency and signals that self-ruled Taiwan will continue to travel along the political and economic trajectory away from Beijing. Back in the U.S., Republican Senator James Langford of Oklahoma has taken on one of Congress's most thankless and politically risky jobs, leading negotiations to overhaul the country's immigration laws. Democrats and Republicans agree that a fix is overdue. The last major changes were passed in 1986. Past rounds of talks have gotten nowhere because the issue is so charged and the system so legally complex that any rewrites of the law risk cascading and unintended effects. Now Langford is one of a trio of senators taking another crack at it as migrant apprehensions at the southern U.S. border hit a record 250,000 a month. The stakes are even higher than usual for the negotiators, who also include Senators Kirsten Sinema and Chris Murphy, as they seek to strike a deal that can clear both the Democratic-controlled Senate and the Republican-run House. In world news, the death toll of a mudslide in western Colombia rose to 33, the government said Saturday. The mudslide struck a busy municipal road on Friday in a mountainous area connecting the cities of Quibdo and Medellin. The National Disaster Risk Management Unit said initially in a statement that at least 18 people had died. The agency also has said that at least 35 injured people were taken to different hospitals. The new death toll was reported by Colombian Vice President Francia Marquez on the social platform X. She also tweeted that some of the victims are minors and that other people remain trapped under the mud. A search operation was ongoing for missing people. Meanwhile, in disrupting international shipping and drawing U.S. military strikes, Yemen's Houthi forces are trying to complete a two-decade-long transformation from a ragtag tribal insurgency into their country's legitimate rulers. Washington and its allies say they have attacked dozens of Houthi targets in the past two days, including on Saturday morning against a radar site. The Houthi's deputy information minister, Nasser al-Din Amir, reported no material losses or casualties from that strike and called the site defunct. The strikes are the latest sign that conflict stemming from Israel's war in Gaza is widening across the Middle East, with the Red Sea as a new flashpoint between Washington and various Iran-backed groups. The Houthis emerged emboldened from conflict with Saudi Arabia and other Arab countries who intervened in Yemen's civil war in 2015 after the rebels seized the capital, Sana'a. Iran ramped up its supply of arms and training to the Houthis, bringing them into general alignment with Tehran, though more loosely than the likes of Lebanon's Hezbollah. And John Kerry is stepping down as the president's special envoy for climate by this spring, according to a person familiar with the decision. 
The change comes weeks after Kerry, who is 80 years old, played a key role during a recent climate conference in Dubai, helping to forge a compromise among nearly 200 countries aimed at reducing fossil fuels. Kerry has held the post for three years and has close ties with top Chinese officials. President Biden has largely stocked his cabinet and the White House with officials who have longtime experience as aides rather than big-name Democrats. Kerry, who was the Democratic nominee for president in 2004, was a notable exception. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.